Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Cage Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. Yeah, and Lisa, we have a really fun topic today, I believe, but an even better story. Oh, it is the best story. It is so good. You want me to go straight into the story? I think you should. Well, tell them what the topic is first, because it's a topic that business leaders, they desire, they really want it. And even in the story, the business for the person works, they don't even realize what they have. Oh, this topic this week is about teaching employees critical thinking skills, how to do that and in an outline, but really as a business leader or a team lead, how to understand what your employees need in order to do it, in order to think critically. Yes. And as a business leader, your job is to think 12, 18, 24 months down the road. And so you have to think through scenarios. One of the things that makes a business run so well is to have very defined processes. So think about how opposite that is. When someone has a very defined process, they're operating in the same vein. They do the same thing over and over and over in a very expertise way. So it becomes very hard to think outside of that way because you've trained them to think in that way. Yes. All right. So now to our story. We were in Philadelphia. We were at Podcast Movement, which is a convention of podcasters from all over the world. And we had the honor of judging this competition, the PMX competition, sort of like the TEDx for podcasting. But anyway, all of that to say, that is why we were in Philadelphia. And we sort of escaped the hustle and bustle at the hotel where we were staying. And we went across the street to have a cocktail, which is where this all begins. And so... Carrie and I have the unique ability to talk to anybody anywhere. So we're sitting at the bar and Carrie begins this conversation with Edgar, which by the way, we need to find Edgar and send him a copy of this podcast. Yes, because we told him he was going to be on it. Yes, we did. So we got to send this to him. So let me give you a backup. This for anybody that owns a business. I want to paint the picture a little bit further. We first attempted to have a cocktail. I wasn't going to diss. I'm not going to name names. Thank you. I wasn't going to diss the hotel. I sued by a big corporation. And you would. Yes, I would. Actually, you know what? They should know how terrible their customer experience is. It was terrible. It was terrible. At the hotel where the convention was, we went down to get a drink. We just needed a break from the hustle and bustle. We go down and we wait. And we wait. Oh, no, and no. We, it, wait. It, we sit at the bar. The yes. bartender walks by us a half a dozen times, yes. and we wait and we wait and we before wait before we leave. So we go across the street to the Lowe's Hotel. I'm sure they're not going to sue me for dropping that one, right? So, <laughs> Lowe's Hotel, we go there. It is beautiful, it's gorgeous. I mean, it probably was not that much more. Yeah, next time we're staying at the Lowe's. Yeah. 
So anyway, we go up to the bar. We see Edgar there. And we knew Edgar because he helped us at dinner the night before. So because we, the night before, we had also gone across the street. To try to get a meal. To try and get a meal. And we couldn't get waited on. It's yeah. kind of a problem. Okay. Anyway, so we go and you all know this. If you watch any of our Friday fun facts, sometimes I can't get myself out of the business mode. I'm sorry. Sometimes all you can't. Time. Thank you. Well, about the seventh day into a seven-day vacation, I can. <laughs> and then I get on the interstate and I get road rage. <laughs> and so it lasts for like 30 minutes a year. But it's nice, right? For those 30 minutes. It's good. Okay. Anyway, we're there. And Edgar and Lisa starts to ask him about aged whiskey and beer, kind of just engaging the conversation. So I decide to test some of the questions that we take teams through with a business leader and their team to help them think outside of the box beyond just the job that they're doing, help them think a little critically. And the way we set it up is we ask the first question, which is, what's the problem that you solve? So we ask Edgar, what's the problem that you solve? Well, the second question, because he answered it in his first answer. So the second question is, who do you solve that problem for? So I ask Edgar, Hey, Edgar, can I ask you a couple questions? And when you ask a bartender this, you really don't know what they're going to say. What they're going to say. But we had a great experience thus far. So I was convinced. So, Edgar, what's the problem that you solve? Lisa, I never thought that he would have answered the way that he answered. Oh, I know. But he started out and he's like, Oh, I solve our customers' problems. No, he said, I solve customer experience problems. Oh. That's a pretty critical because word that I forgot. That is a critical word I because that's when you and I looked at each other like, wow. whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now we're drawn in. I was thinking, I'm just going to ask these questions. We're drawn in now. Okay, Edgar, what do you mean by that? He said, well, when somebody comes and they check in, their expectation is to have a certain experience at the Lowe's Hotel. And when it does not meet that, maybe their room's just delayed. They wanted to check in early or they got in early and their room's not ready. Where did they go? They go to the bar to get they a drink. They go to the bar. Edgar's been there like 30 years, yep, right? Sure has. Okay. Edgar's been there 30 years. He says, I know a lot of things. I've been here a long time and I take it upon myself to go figure it out. Whether it's a toilet leak, whether it's an AC problem, whether it's a problem with their pillow, food, whatever it is. And I can tell you, it's not with their beverage because he's got that one right. He's got that one covered. Whatever it is, Edgar takes it upon himself to solve that problem. So we're blown away like, wow. Well, it turns out Edgar's been through a lot of different experiences at the Lowe's Hotel. He's been through a lot of them. And that is just fabulous because he knows all these different things. One of the things that he's drawn to is the role of a bartender. Why? Well, the reason is because he tried other positions and management and such, and it frustrates him because he says they push down initiatives or ideas and they never ask us if that will work or why it wouldn't work or how we might improve upon the situation. And then it's frustrating. And then they don't listen when we do tell them it will or it won't work. And this is why you probably shouldn't have named the hotel. So that's why he said, I'd rather just be a bartender because in this realm, I can just go fix the problem. I can fix it and I can take initiative and I know how to fix this and I don't have to do things that won't work. Yes. So then the third question comes along. I'm like, okay, that was a great answer. I mean, Edgar, oh that my was God. a great answer. Edgar so, hit it so, out of the so park. I, 
when we work with teams, we ask the two questions, and that really gets them sort of engaged in what they're doing now. But the third question really tees up where we're going, gets them in the mindset of where we're going, which a business leader's been thinking, again, 12, 14, 18, 24 months. And so we have to transition the employees into that growth pattern, right? So what we ask next is, is the problem you're solving big enough? At that point, Edgar leans forward over the bar. He puts his glasses on the end of his nose and he looks at me and he leans with his elbow on the counter and he's pointing at me, not in an angry way, but in a very determined way. And he said, every problem that I solve is big enough. Wow. I mean, that's just freaking wow. He gets it. He totally gets it. He totally gets it. So now it's an amazing story. We love Edgar. I may go back and stay at the Lowe's just to see Edgar again. Such an inspiration. But what does that have to do with critical thinking? Well, because if you're a business leader, I know that you're thinking to yourself right now, Gosh, I wonder if I have any employees that care that much or could answer Carrie's questions in the way that Edgar answered Carrie's questions. Mm -hmm. I know as a business or a team lead, I want my employees to feel that way and answer those questions that way. So how do we get them there is what people listening should be thinking. How do I get my employees there? So we're going to kind of go through a couple of steps and give you an outline on how you can empower your employees to think more critically. Yes, and don't worry about taking notes because we're going to have a download for you so that you can just give all the takeaways for you. But I want to make sure that as Lisa starts to take us into these tips, I want you to think about the story and I want you to think about Edgar's frustrations when he worked in other areas of the business. And that is that feedback. And so we're going to talk about how to engage, how to get that feedback how to help your employees get out of the mindset of that day job, which you put them in and they do well, and into that critical thinking phase. All yours. All right. Well, when you're involved in your daily task, it's hard to see the forest for the trees. And so as a business leader, you really need to paint the picture for them. You need to show them or tell them what the one thing is, the main thing is of where you want the business to go. Yes. And We talk about it all the time, Lisa, and it ties directly into the curse of knowledge, which is, as a business leader, you're thinking 12, 18, 24 months down the road. Because you're thinking down the road, you are getting all of these different inputs. You may go to conferences, you may have a coach, you may have a consultant, you may read books, you may listen to podcasts, the Caged Vision podcast. For example. For example. And then... Because you have all these different sources of inputs and you know your business so well, at one moment, you get an aha moment. And that's when the dots from all those bits of information start to connect. And so you're all fired up. Your employees don't have that perspective because they're busy working their day job. Yes. And so one of the ways that you can help them understand, other than drilling down to the lowest common denominator in terms of your language, which is also important is to do a zoom in, zoom out exercise. That is where they do zoom in and look at the processes and their day job, but then they need to zoom out and ask themselves questions and have you ask them questions about how that relates to the bigger picture. In the scheme of things, at a 20,000-foot view, 
How does that relate? Yes. That's important. Yes. And then there are the three questions, our three magic questions, yes. where you ask them, what is the problem that we're solving? And then the third, my favorite, which is, is the problem we're solving big enough? Who yes. are we solving it for? And is the problem we're solving that's big enough? That's going to take them directly into the main thing. The reason yes. Lisa said main thing, and the reason I mentioned the story about all the data points that you connect is because then somehow you have to simplify that into one main thing. And that think of that main thing as the one single biggest domino that if you knock down would cascade through the rest of the organization because that's the rest of the process, right? Yes, okay. exactly. And then you've got to give your employees some time to reflect. And I think that's hard for business leaders to do because we already have been thinking about it and processing it. And as Carrie said, going to conventions and reading books and listening to podcasts. And so we already have a definitive answer because we've thought about it. Well, you have to give your employees time to reflect upon the questions that you're asking them so that they can give you a good answer. Do you think that that's why companies hire us? Oh, yes. Because it's nice to go off-site, out of your office, and have someone outside of you pace that. Because as a driver, as a business leader, you just want to go, 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 go. And if you force this on your employees, you might as well not have it. Because they're going to go into, as we've talked about before, fight, fight or, or flight, flight yeah. right? Basic needs. So you do have to give them some time to reflect. But then when you all come back together and they begin to offer solutions and ideas, also allow them to ask questions. Uh -oh. Because what should happen is that they may perhaps have more questions than answers, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because it gives you the ability to look at a different perspective. Yes. And if you listen that's to, important to their question and think critically about where maybe the source of that question came from. You may find something that you didn't know, which is one of our key takeaways. Correct. And once they have given you their perspective and their solutions, then you empower them by asking what and how questions. Oh my gosh, that's it right there. The what and the how questions. That pretty much goes like this. So Lisa, that was a really good idea. Tell me what that looks like. Then... After that, you go, how would you accomplish that? How would you get that done? And then what resources might you need mm -hmm. to complete this? And then maybe how would you use those resources? And how might they help you achieve what we need achieved in the timeline? Again, you're not manipulating these people, your employees. You're helping them through a conversation because... Sometimes if you're in the picture frame, you can't see the picture. What a great way to say it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Same thing, Same right? thing. Just in yes. a picture format. Well done. Well done. I'm going to throw out another one. Okay. So I'm going to throw out the quote, which actually Carrie came up with, but I'm actually staring no, at it right now. No, you don't right give now. credit to this person. Dwight Eisenhower? Well, but I'm going to give credit to the person that I heard it from because oh. I feel like that's fair. Oh, you heard it on a podcast, obviously. No, I did you not. You read I it. I was at the downtown Rotary. Yes, yes. Way to go. Which I'm a member of the largest Rotary Club in the world. Shout out. Anyway, we had James Gagliano, who is a SWAT team officer, hostage rescue negotiator, oh, cool. leadership expert. And he's the one that dropped that quote. It's his favorite quote. And I thought, that's pretty darn good. 
I'm not going to steal it because I just gave him credit. I'm going to borrow it. Okay. Well, we're borrowing this quote. Dwight Eisenhower once said, leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. I'll say that again. Leadership is the art of getting someone else to do something you want done because he wants to do it. And that's what happens when your employees are empowered and they think critically through problems and they proffer solutions and everyone, they take ownership ownership for the main thing. Which is the prize for helping them think critically. Yes. That's a pretty good prize. That's way good. Having employees that think, that's a good thing. Having employees that think critically. Yeah. That's what we all strive for, right? All right. Where are we going next, Lisa? I think next where we're going is we're going to have this in a download for people, aren't we? Yeah, so we're going to put together a download. It's going to be a voiceover PowerPoint. We're going to talk through it. You can download it. The key takeaways are going to be in this. We also transcribe the podcast. You have it there. Go to cagevision.com. You can access the show notes and you can access the download. So if you want encouragement and confidence in your business, keep listening And we are super excited. We're going to continue this because we're talking about how to help your team go faster, how to get them on go, how to guide them there. That's what this series is about. This is what Goodwin, Lisa, been fun. It has been fun. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who just like you are subject matter experts and want more from their business.